Welcome, everyone, to the December Directed IRA webinar. We're excited to talk about how much you need in your IRA or 401k to retire. Let's go ahead and take down the slides. Thanks. All right, we're going to be bouncing back and forth on the slides here. As I mentioned just a moment earlier, this is going to be recorded. Slides will be up on the website later, so you can um, dig into There's a lot of data in there. There's some math and formulas. Um, it's going to be exciting, guys. Aaron loves math. <laughs> There's a... Um... I took a course years ago. I think you can still look it up. His name's Gary Johnston, a really nice guy. He, uh, I think he worked for IBM or Hewlett Packard and loves the 10B2 math calculator. And his course that he taught was money, not math, but it was a calculator course. Okay. Money sells better than math. So guys, this is not math. Sorry. We're talking money today. All right. That's, is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. All right. But if you want to take a calculator course, like knock yourself out three yeah. days. <laughs> now, as we get into a topic, particularly like today, we got to just hit a quick disclaimer. Just remember, this is not investment advice or financial advice. This is actually a great topic to get with the financial planner about and get with the registered investment advisor and RIA, people who are fiduciaries that have a duty to do what's in your best interest. So, um, but this is just meant to be educational in nature, not legal tax or investment advice. So, Okay, well, let's talk about what we're covering today. And if you see on the slides here, there are four main points that we're covering today. If we go to the next slide. I got to do that, sorry. Um, here's what we're going to cover today. Where are most Americans at? I think it's kind of nice to check in and see, mm -hmm. how do I compare to my peers? So we're going to hit some stats on that. Um, we're going to talk about how to save in an IRA or 401k each year and show you model growth over time. So maybe you're 50 right now and where are you at right now? Where do you got to go for the next 20 years or 15 or whatever your cycle is of where you want to retire? So we have some kind of models built um, that'll help see that, kind of see the future, if you will. And then um, we want to hit some factors to consider when planning for retirement. Everyone's different. And we're going to get into that. Um, everyone's different, got different needs, different expenses, different desires, different things they're into. Um, we'll get into that. A lot of that costs money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we're going to hit the formula. And I love this formula because it lays out what you need to retire. Um, there's ways you can not deplete these, the savings or the amount you've saved. Um, you, we're going to get into depleting the retirement dollars too and start you know, chunking away at your principles so you can live on that retirement. So we're going to hit that. And there's a lot of variations to this. If you've heard about the 4% rule, that's what we're going to be covering. It's an awesome formula that gives you the number you need to retire at any age. Mm -hmm. This thing works whether you want to retire at 45 or 75, okay? Um, so those are the four topics we're going to hit. Adjusted for inflation. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, this is the year of inflation. So, um, But this, this uh, formula, we'll get to it. It actually does take into account inflation. Because your money is worth less over time. So um, so we got to have more of it later on. <laughs> so we'll get to that, though, um, and how that, that, that formula comes about. And this is a uh, – so let me just say we'll get to that. I like it. All right. Um, well, let's just dive into it. When, before we get into back on the slides, I just want to say um, I think it's best to start with – where are most people at? Mm -hmm. And then you like, kind of like a gut check. Am I ahead of the game? Am I behind the game? Not about where I should be, but where's everyone else at? We're going to get to where you want to be and 
what do you, what, how much money do you want to actually have in retirement? And this is what you need to have saved. But let's just kind of look at where people are at right now on 401k averages. So if we go to the slides now and you'll see what's the average 401k employer plan. So this is as of 2021 from Vanguard. The average 401k balance, $129,000. Now the median on this, this is, this is some math. Remember the, mm-hmm. the mean, the average, the median, 33,000. So the, the median is going to be if you took 100 people, whereas the, the person that's at 50, right in the middle, um, you know, that's 33,000. That takes into account a lot of people that have small balances, of course. Um, but also you can see by, by age, what is the average balance of someone that's 45 to 54 in a 401k, you know, versus 55 to 64, you know? So, um, so it's just good, I think, to see where people are at on 401ks. Now, Let's look at IRAs, 401ks, and retirement savings in general. Now, this is, this is sometimes these numbers, I think, depending on how you've been doing in savings, could be intimidating. And, but you know what? Guys, if you're 35 or under, most people only have 30,000 or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, when you get up to 65 to 74, the average of people in your age range, they got 426 grand in savings. In some retirement account vehicle, IRA, 401k, or some other retirement savings vehicle. And these are 2019 last updated numbers. They maybe adjusted a little bit, but um, I don't know. I kind of like this to see where everyone else is at, where the peers are at. Think of our, are you behind or ahead of where everyone else is at in America? I think it's cool too, because, you know, for our industry in the self-directed space, you know, you got some cool options that give some people some flexibility for some increased cash flow yeah. that they're looking for too. So like I was sharing, we had, we had some, um, uh, uh, we always have some contractors coming in to work with us on various projects, but I was explaining the story of my, my stepfather and she's like, this, that was a really good, um, example you shared because i'm like super passionate about it because he retired from the railroad right mm-hmm. always in stocks bonds mutual funds had some like whole life policies they'll bank on your life concept you know um but he needed like more cash flow yeah and the market volatility was was kind of wild and so as he is looking at like you know this average retirement savings by age you were looking at he's you know right along that bucket mm-hmm. you know being late 60s and we just moved them into a self-directed IRA and started buying rental property and doing some notes. But mm-hmm. it was cool to be able to deploy some of these strategies and what we have for, for those numbers. And so that's what gets us super excited about the space. You take a little bit more control and a little bit more predictability yeah. uh, too. But as you do some planning, you can kind of come up with your own plan, right? It's like, well, I want my portfolio, some in stocks. I want to self-direct some. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of have an idea and see how you compare yourself to what other people are doing, yeah. what you're doing, some of the education we provide. So it's pretty awesome. I like it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are self-directing their retirement. Many of you who already do it, we know. Thank you for working with us and um, who are looking to do it, are hoping to do it because you want to have a larger retirement account. Yep. I mean, that's the whole point of this, Right. You know, we're not self-directing retirement because we think it's fun. I mean, maybe it is. But I mean, actually, I, I kind of think it is because it's the one thing you can actually, like, have a little pride in. And, like, yeah. hey, I, I did that investment. I did the work. There's a little success. You can feel some sense of accomplishment for it rather than just put it in the market and just, like, guessing. But um, but anyways, but it, we're trying to self-direct to 
get greater returns to grow and have a bigger retirement account balance that we can rely on retirement. So we can have a retirement we're actually looking forward to, not dreading. All right. So, okay, let's get back to the slides now. Um, And I kind of want to go over some models here because let's say we are looking back at that other stuff. You're like, man, I'm 45 and... I'm getting my butt handed to me. Everyone else is doing better than me. How do I save more? Well, let's just take the 6,500 bucks a year you can put into an IRA. And any of you high income earners, you can be doing a backdoor Roth IRA. But if you have no 401k or anything, you can at least be doing an IRA. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I'm doing 6,500 bucks in an IRA with an 8% return over 20 years, that account's gonna be worth 300 grand in 20 years. Now, if you see on the graph here, most of that is earnings. Now this says total interest earned. This is just the calculator, but this is basically your investment returns. So the vast majority of that is actually returns on the investment, not the amount you're saving and the capital you're putting aside. So, um, and of course, the longer time horizon you have, the more your money works for you as opposed to you putting more of the money in that you're drawing back out. So, but I think that's helpful because even just doing the 6,500 bucks a year, which you can do in an IRA, you're able to get to this $300,000 account in a 20 year window. Now, maybe you've got, maybe you're 30, 35, you've got a lot more to go. You know, maybe you're in your fifties already and you've got, you know, I got 20 years to hit 70 and I'll, I'm going to go after it. And you could put a little bit more away, right? You get an extra thousand a year. You could do 7,500. So, um, so I don't know, that's, we got 20 years. Okay. Let's hit the next slide. Which is reasonable. And yeah, which is next, which is reasonable. Well, let's say you do a 401k and you want to max out a 401k. Okay. Well, the 2023, can't believe it's almost 2023. I know. <laughs> that felt weird. Yeah. The 2023 contribution route that anyone can do at a 401k for an, as an employee, so whether you've got a solo K or you got a day job 401k at Dunder Mifflin, whatever, 22,500 bucks a year is what you can put in. Now, hopefully your company's doing a match and you're getting some additional money there, but I'm just saying, just do the 22.5 in your 401k. Assuming an 8% return here, that's over 20 years, you're gonna have a million dollars in that 401k, okay? And so, and you can see here again, the longer the money goes out over time, the yellow there in the graph, that's the investment returns as opposed to the principal that you put in. Because now your money is making money and your money that made you money last year is making money off the money that made you money last year off the money that made you money. You know what I mean? It's that compounding interest concept. So um, so that's if you're maxing out a 401k for 20 years, just the employee contribution. And I'm talking about you guys with solo Ks that can mm-hmm. do a lot more than this. I'm just talking about just the employee contribution. You're getting no match from your employer. You could be having a million bucks in there after 20 years. Tristan, move that video. Move our video. It keeps blocking the info for the slides. Yep, thanks. Just move it over. Yep, exactly. Thank you. There you go. So that last slide cut off a little bit, but that that was a million dollars. So 22500 a year, and we just threw it back up there, Matt did. So that 8% return, 20 years, 22500 contribution a year is a $1 million. There you go. Cool. All right. Cool, so cool. We just aim to please. Like, we're just here to help you guys. So thanks for your feedback. <laughs> um, okay. Now let's look at if you had a 30-year window doing that same employee max out in your 401k over a 30-year outlook. Let's say you're, you know, 35 right now and you want to work till you're 65. Cool. 
um, you're going to have a two and a half million dollar 401k. So, and again, this is assuming some things, an 8% return. That's kind of, you know, people say like to this, the S and P 500 return over a long window here. So, um, but now you see, if you're looking here over a 30 year window, look how much more in yellow there is your money making money for you, not the, what you put in. And so again, is the longer the time horizon you go, you have more of your money making money for you as opposed to what you put in. Now, a lot of us don't have the, you know, some of you might be like, I'm 50. I mean, I'm going to be 80 by the time I can use this thing then. Um, I hear you. And that's, I'm just trying to show all the options here. I'm just trying to give it. But let's take, let's go back one. In fact, let's just kill the slides here for a second. If I take the 401k over 20 years and maxing it out, the 22.5, just the employee contribution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I take 20 years doing the 6,500 in my IRA, that's 1.3 million over, and I got, that's a 20 year 20 window. Years. Yeah. You're 50 right now and you're like, I've been doing this good. I want to retire at 70. Okay, here you go. Um, and okay. so I know everyone's not necessarily starting from zero here. Some of you might be, but um, just trying to make this easy so you can see where what you can add on, where you can go from, from even just if you're at zero. And we'll have all these slides, so you you know don't worry. We'll, we'll get you the PDF version, so you can go back, study this, share it with your your friends, other family members. Some you know, like I, Matt and I both have you know daughters that you know early twenties and stuff, and we're teaching them all these things too. It's like you know we're kind of doing the hard work and research and due diligence on it, but like this applies to like our children too, and like sharing that like get going now because look you like you are twenty, you know you got twenty years to do this. Tell you're 40. Like, you're so much further ahead. So it's, you know, it's yeah. awesome. It benefits us by sharing this information too. Now, we love, and let's go back to the slides, because we love the solo 401k. Mm-hmm. For many of you that are self-employed or have it, you can be doing 60 plus a year in that. But let's mm-hmm. just say you're doing 50000 a year in a solo 401k, or maybe you're just combining in. You got a match from your employer that's nice. You're over 50, so you're able to do the extra 7,500 to get you to 30. You're doing a backdoor Roth IRA with yep. 6,500. Your spouse is doing one, and you're getting 50,000 a year, and however you're doing it. Okay, over a 20 year window, that's $2.3 million. Huge. So, um, huge, huge, <laughs> as the Donald would say. So, um, <laughs> it's not an endorsement either. Yeah, not, <laughs> no, not a, that's humor. Not, a, not an endorsement or a shot. That was just <laughs> light um, humor. Everybody's got their opinions about one person, and that's Donald Trump. <laughs> and apparently, I think Elon Musk is hitting that too. He is. You love him or hate him, but he's doing a good job. Um, oh, you just inserted your opinion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, let me hit one more of these, and then, um, and we'll come back here for a second. Just sorry, guys. This is math and just big picture stuff, but. This is the 22.5 employee in a 401k, 8% return, but doing it for 30 years instead of 40, that gets you to two and a half million. All right. So let's bounce off the slides here because I want to hit some factors though. Oh, I like this. Can we hit a question real quick? Yeah. This this is pretty good. So uh, Thomas is asking, it might be Tomas, I don't know, but Thomas or Tomas, Um, is it 60K or 60K plus both myself and spouse in the 10, 10, 10, 10 plus the 60 K. So I'm assuming, okay. So you're just wanting to speed it up. You're wanting to cut the time in, in half. Essentially. It's like, well, can we do this in 10 years? Yeah. It's you can just back into the math, right? If you're, 
Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of calculators out there. But when you say, is it 60K or 60K plus? Both myself myself. and spouse. Well, um, let's get into the factors here because I think this will help answer some of these questions. Oh, traditional Roth and self-employment pension max is what he's talking about. Oh, okay. So so traditional Roth, and I would do a solo K rather than a SEP um, IRA. But yeah, I mean, you could be doing, you know, 6,500 for you, 6,500 for your spouse, if you're over 50. Um, you know, you're doing the 7,500 for you and a spouse. You can do the solo K where if you're both self-employed working in the business, you can both be doing over 60 grand a year into that. Um, so you could be doing a hundred, hundred thousand plus if you have a solo K and you and your spouse are working in the business, because you'd be doubling up on solo K contributions and on, um, IRA contributions. Cause remember retirement account contributions and how much you can get in every year is based individually. Mm-hmm. So you got the number, how much you can put in. If you're married, your spouse has the number and how much they can put in too. But also for those of you married, this is an important point of the factors here. That's one of the biggest factors to think about is if you have a retirement account, you're looking to retire off of who else is a dependent to you. Do you have a spouse? If you have a spouse, do they have a retirement account? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to be depending on the same account you are? You're going to need more money if they're depending on the same mm-hmm. account you have. Do you have any children, any elderly parents of yours? You know, you're 65. You got the elderly 90-year-old parent, maybe. You, that, that can be dipping into your, um, to your money, too. So think of dependents. Also, think of age. Mm-hmm. What age do you want to retire at? If you're older, it might be more costly every year, then, then the money you're going to need at 65 is maybe different than you need at 85 if you make it there. All right. Health is important. Do you have health or medical conditions or a spouse? If you have one, do they have stuff that's costly um, uh, in, in retirement? What is your lifestyle? Do you live high, you know, do high you, on the hog? Yeah. High do you eat hog. out for every meal? Do you go to <laughs> fancy places? Do you like all the designer stuff? I mean, I, I, dry, I always have to have a new car, which is cool. You will just need more money mm-hmm. in retirement, right? Because you're not going to have as much income possibly. So lifestyle is going to be a big factor. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people hit retirement not ready and they have a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. you know, um, big time. And and they st- everybody starts worrying about, is my money going to last, you know? And we've talked to those clients over the years. It's tough. Um, taxes. You're going to be paying taxes particularly those of you with a traditional account. Now, this brings up an important point. Um, I was speaking in Chicago with Renatus, I don't know, it was a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and there's a CPA there um, who I know well. We were talking, and, you know, he's getting to retirement age, and he was like, love the Roth IRA. I love my Roth IRA in retirement because I get to pull that money out and it's not taxable to me. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Would you rather have an 800,000 Roth IRA in retirement or a million dollar traditional IRA? Well, when I'm pulling that 800,000 out of the Roth, I don't got to cut the IRS a check. Yep. I get to keep the whole thing. So if I take 10,000 of that, I get to keep 10. If I take 10,000 a month out of my traditional IRA, I got to be sending the IRS 20, 25 hundred bucks of that, 25% possibly, depending sure. on what your other income is uh, on what tax bracket you're in. So, um, so the, the Roth obviously is awesome. And we all know that's the, the, 
the pitch of the Roth is tax-free on the way out. But it comes into effect when you're thinking of living off these accounts in retirement because you get to keep more of it that spend on stuff you want, not on sending a you know Absolutely. check to the IRS. Tracy, roll those slides. Yeah, roll let's pop up the slides here. I do actually have a list. Um, For you visual learners, well, here's your list. Yeah. Now, here's, a, here's one. I think this is surprising of how much Social Security is. Now, the average, this is from the Social Security Administration, the average Social Security check in 2023 is going to be 1800 bucks. Mm-hmm. Not that's, a lot. That's, <laughs> that's going very far. And that's, that's a real problem that we have, you know? So It is, and a lot of people have relied, um, unfortunately, on Social Security being able, but that's going to be a tough retirement to eke out on $1,800. Um, and so you might have to work longer. Now, if you work, if you end up working longer, and this is not an episode on Social Security, but Mm -hmm. you know how it works. I mean, if you don't, let me tell you how it works. Okay, (laughs) if you take it early at sixty-two, what you can do, you get a reduced amount. Mm -hmm. Full retirement right now is deemed to be sixty-six, sixty-seven ish. This adjusts every year, um, upwards a little bit, by the way. Um, And then there's basically delayed retirement, which is at seventy. Which, if you wait longer, the Social Security Administration doesn't have to pay you as much. Now, they don't pay you anything now, but if you wait until you hit 70, they'll pay you more once you hit 70. So a lot of people now, and the way that the Social Security Administration does the math is a lot of people like to wait till they're 70 if they can to start claiming it. So, um, but just keep in mind, Social Security is not a plan. Like this is something you'll have. Um, And if you're married, spouse can have it too, of course. So, um, So you can count on some income from there, but- this is not going to be your retirement. It's not going to cut it. I don't know anybody that can live off of that. I feel like we have a responsibility too. just like, like for those of you, I mean, we have hundreds on right now live and many more that'll listen. Like I feel we each have a responsibility to like share our knowledge. So this is a little bit of a soapbox, you know, but it's <laughs> like, like we're taking the time to educate and share this info. Like, I mean, you should share it also with those that you love and care about and be like, this is what you need to do. This is what I'm working on and like share this content and educational materials with them so they can be empowered to plan accordingly and not have to be stressed out Yeah, when they they hit that age. Like my family was stressed out, you know, dad worked for the railroad and like they just didn't have enough. I yeah. was like, they don't want to go back to work at 65, 70 years old and yeah. take a $20 an hour job or whatever. Like that's, that's not fun. They want to hang out with the grandbabies. Yeah. You know? and if you, if you unshare the slide, Tristan, you know, if you think about it, and I've seen this quite a bit is people who do retire, even from a career or a profession or a trade or something. And then they got to go back in the workforce because yeah. they are realizing, dang, this is not going to last. Um, or something happens in their life and, and they end up taking another type of job because they left their career, essentially, yeah. or their profession or trade. Um, so um, this is really important. But let me hit a couple other things here. We don't need the slide shown for this, but I just want to hit a couple other things. One of your greatest expenses is going to be where are you living, mm. you know? And so it's great if you have a home you've paid for. Um, this is an asset that appreciation, appreciates and it also is an expense you're going to have to have if you don't own a home, mm-hmm. what you're going to have to pay. Um, but also think about long-term care. I mean, I think the numbers was about 40% of people are going to have some form of long-term care at least. And, you know, at that, at that number, you know, the average cost of this is 60000 a year if you're having in-home. Mm-hmm. Then the cost is 95000 a year in a nursing facility. 
So like long-term care is expensive, but if you had a home and hopefully long-term care is on the latter part of your retirement, um, you're not going to have, you can maybe use the equity in your home, sell the home, move into a nursing facility if you needed that. Um, or, and you know, there's reverse mortgages and there's other yep. things. So I know everybody's like, but I've got all this equity in my home I've built up. I know it's there. You may need it, it. <laughs> but it doesn't create income. Yeah. A rental property creates you income that you can use and spend in retirement. If it, you know, obviously if it cash flows, your home basically is saving you an expense because you don't have to pay rent and it makes going to have some equity in there. We can maybe use at some point in retirement. Let me say this too, on the long term. like look in your own community. How many like assisted living memory care facilities are like yeah. being built? Like, you know, of course we're in the, you know, the Sun Belt here in, in Phoenix. And so there's a bunch of people that retire here. And so we got maybe a lot more, but you know, when I go, we go do other events or travel and, you know, visit family there, there's tons everywhere when you come in and here's, what's cool about those too. Like from an investment standpoint, this isn't advice or anything, but people have created, you know, private funds that yeah. you can use a self-directed retirement account that's backed <laughs> by real estate yeah. that are out serving a need for these, which yeah. is totally cool too. And they provide, you know, they have their returns and everything they provide and it's backed by, you know, real assets. Collateral. Yeah. I so, mean, that's your retirement account that, invested in a retirement, in a retirement facility. Account. Yeah. So, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, love that retirement account and retirement <laughs> facility investment. Now, last thing I'll just note here is debt obligations. Obviously, if you have debt, you don't want to have that in retirement. You know, maybe there's still a mortgage on your home and it's at a reasonable rate. Um, but the debt obligations, that's going to eat into how much you're going to need in retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's hit the topic of the hour. Now, this is an awesome formula here. And I want to share the slide in a minute. But this answers the question of how much do you need to retire? And this is at any age, guys. This formula tells you how much you need to retire at any age. Now, we're going to show some math here, and this is easy math. This is like third grade max, all right? Don't stress out, okay? (laughs) It's only division. You don't need a 10B2 calculator. Yeah, you did this in third grade. You can do it on your phone, okay? Trust me, it's not that hard. Let me set this up a little bit more because I was in your office, I don't know, a couple months ago. What was the genesis that led you to doing more research on this so people understand? I forgot what you were telling me. It was like, I'm going to do a podcast on this, and then we'll do a webinar sharing. Like, what were you doing researching that, like, led you to that? Was it your own personal planning or something, or what? Was that what it was? Yeah. Well, I just, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm the type of person when I go back on these slides before, I max out my retirement. Okay. I max out my 401k. I, ma- I, do, I do the backdoor Roth IRA. I do the HSA. Like I'm the max out person. I'm like just trying to get runners on base and score some base hit runs. Some okay? singles. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to hit a home run and, you know, buy the next crypto or the startup that's going to be the next Uber or whatever. But I'm investing in base hit stuff, but you got to get money in there. Right. And so I'm, so I'm maxing it out. But this has been a common question as I think about retirement accounts and we have plenty of seven figure accounts here and lots of people with just, you know, a hundred thousands, high hundred thousands. Some people have 50, some people have that 10, you know? Um, but we all need to know this number. What is the number we're shooting for? What's the target? Now, a lot of people just happen to have their investable cash in retirement accounts, mm-hmm. like their savings account. Maybe you have a personal brokerage account or other savings account that's invested. Okay, that that helps in this equation here, of course, but it just 
happens to be where people save and end up having money in retirement is in their IRA and 401k account. So I just kind of wanted to know, what does that number need to be? Even if I wanted to retire at 50, mm-hmm. like I was like, if I want to retire at 50, 42. So, okay. Pretty close. Um, getting yeah, there. Guys, I'm not getting going there. anywhere here, okay? I'm not, we got eight years. But, um, you know, but you're, this same gonna formula work till works, you're like 70. I mean, the same kidding? formula works for my parents, you know, my, you know, my dad, my mom just barely retired mm-hmm. as a nurse. My dad still works. will mm-hmm. probably work until he's 80. He just mm-hmm. loves it. And he's just, you know, uh, he's great at what he does. And, but he's, um, but it's like, what do they need to retire? Exactly. And is the, honestly, this formula works for any age. All right. Drum roll, please. Okay. Let's get up the slides yeah. here. And cause this takes some math. I think it helps to kind of see, lay this out. All right, this is go. the formula. Take the annual income you want at retirement and divide it by 4%. That tells you how much you need in a retirement account. Now I'm going to explain why we're hitting this. I'm going to get into it, but let's just say you want hundred thousand dollars annual income in retirement. Divide that by 0.04. That's 4%. That gives you two and a half million bucks that you need that you need in retirement. You're like, ah, I can live off 80 K. You know, I got some other assets or income. I got a little social security or that's just, my lifestyle, I'm good at 80. Cool. Divide that by 4%. You're going to need 2 million. Now, this, this formula is an evergreen formula because it's not assuming that you're going to deplete the account. That 2 million is still going to be a 2 million plus account. Um, and, and we're going to get into some assumptions here in this equation. But let's say you have a 4% return on your money. Let's say that's what you have, a 4% return on your money. Well, that's... If you have a $2 million account, 4% is 80000 a year. You're going to stay at $2 million, As your right? basis. As your basis. You're basically going to take out 4%, which is eighty grand every year. And, and this is how the formula works. So as you can see here, for many of you math geeks, you know, I actually love story problems in math. Mm-hmm. I was one of those... The, the one strength I had is I could not learn the math in class, but I could always do the story problems. Which, those are generally pretty hard yeah. for people. I didn't understand the math concept, but I just like try to think through it. But if you look at this, you know where this is going. We can change some numbers here. It doesn't have to be a 4% formula. It could be a 3% rule. It could be an 8% rule. And this is going to change things. But if you understand the concept here of how much do I want in retirement, and you just got to divide it here, this is going to tell you how much you need in, the, is in, in your account to live off of. Now, let's, let's go work. So we're going to kind of Run some variations here and just look at a few things. All right. Now, this is the formula. Remember that annual income divided by 4% is going to give you the number at retirement. Now, what if I do 3%, 6%, or 8%? Okay. That's telling you how much money you get to take. Now, as long as your returns hit that number. You're so let's say, let's say you're like, Matt, I want, I want 6%. Let's say I got a million bucks in my retirement account. I want 6%. Okay, you got a million dollars in retirement account, 6%. That's 60 grand a year you can get. As long as you make 6% in your retirement account, you're good. You're still at a million. Now, the reason a lot of planners use the 4% rule, there's a couple reasons why. And this slide explains why. This, this slide gives an example of someone with $2 million of investable assets, retirement accounts, your brokerage accounts, whatever. This is your investable assets. If you took 4% annually, and we assume that your account actually had a 5% growth, which is very reasonable, mm-hmm. 
your your account's actually going up. As you see in the chart here, you're withdrawing money out. Here, 84 grand a year in this example. It's it's really 80, but they added 100,000 of returns and you take the four later. So just so you know, the, the rate gets off a little bit there. So, because it's they're really calculating, it says 2.1 million on this graph. But, um, but hang with me. As you see in the balance, the balance is actually going up because I have 5% growth. So I've got 1% that I'm increasing every year in the account. Now, the reason a lot of planners like to use this is to combat inflation. They're saying, well, in 10 years, 84 grand isn't the same. And then you see here in the withdrawal, I'm taking 90. Mm -hmm. And my total nest egg is actually going up because I know I'm going to need to be dipping more and more into this uh, amount and taking more than 4%, let's say. So, um, so that's why we do this. So remember, 4% is, is kind of the standard number people use. It's a very conservative number. We're assuming a 5% growth, so that means your money actually is growing as you're taking it out. Right, any questions on that? And I don't know if there's any questions yet. Let's share, unshare the slide here. Mm, not on that particular. Uh, okay. I got some more variations I want to hit. So I just was, But we'll you know. do we'll do rapid fire questions at the end. So we'll bang through these scenarios and then we have some that are not quite on topic, but we'll get we'll get through some of these that are a little bit on topic. Okay. I feel like we get free consults, you know. Yeah. Uh, here it's like so I love somebody else's question. I'll hop on here. It's like, man, it's like had nothing to do with what we were talking about today, but that's all right. I'm just gonna go and, you know, shoot for the fences. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll shoot I'll, my shot. We'll hit some questions. <laughs> and remember, guys, don't remember the directed IRA podcast, we do an open form episode that's right. every month where you can submit your questions at directedira.com slash podcast. And we love hitting those questions. We usually hit most of them. I mean, sometimes it's a weird one. We skip it. You know who you are. But, <laughs> but other, otherwise, we hit it. Okay. Now, what if you're like, hey, Matt, that 4% rule, that's not going to do it for me. Um, could we do an 8% rule? Okay. I mean, <laughs> let's run the numbers, but you've got to get an 8% return on your money, and which is can, can, can be done. Again, this is not financial advice, but it can be done. Just look at the S&P 500, for example. And um, But- so let's take the let's do the eight percent rule. Well, if you share the slide here, I got the math on that. Annual income you want in retirement divided by eight percent. Well, let's say I want hundred grand. Divide that by eight percent. That means I got to have one point two five million dollars. That's a lot better than having to have two two and a half million. Mm-hmm. If I can do, if I only want eighty thousand a year in retirement, eight eight percent rule will apply that. Divide there. That means I need to have a million dollar account. And that might seem a lot more attainable for people. I think for whatever reason, a lot of people have like a million dollars in their head. I just need a million and I mm-hmm. can retire. Okay. You can retire and get 80 grand a year. And as long as you're getting an 8% return, that million still stays a million, right? Now, keep in mind, you might want to actually get a 9% return if you're taking 8% out so that the, the account's actually going up in value to kind of help battle inflation a little bit. Uh, I don't know that it entirely battle it, but it helps a little bit offset inflation or a negative return yeah. right in some years you're having a downturn i know true so, i know some of you like turbo math people out there is like well it's not taken into consideration a yeah. negative you know a negative uh return that year so you see that one percent delta but i mean when is it really i mean it could but i mean even like the different insurance policy out there they're not dipping below four <laughs> percent right know? yeah you know like they're they're like locked and loaded you know, so yeah, but 
there's still that delta there, and it it could go down. And yeah, you'd need to account for that. Yeah. So, um, okay. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, it's just well. Remember, we're going for the long haul, and these are averages. So, there like, you go. right now, you know, if you're like, let's say you retired last year, and you're like, oh my, and you were in the stock market, you know, um, you're probably like, dang. My account is, I had a million dollar 401k. Now I have an $800,000 401k or a 750,000, right? There's been a huge market adjustment. Now, real estate, you know, those of you self-directing, you probably haven't been hit like that. Um, and other alternative assets, even if you're doing private notes or other investments that, that are, that are uh, you know, income producing. So, um, but of course, every asset has their risk that can go up and down in value. So, we can't think of this in one year chunks or, you know, and there's going to be recessions. There's going to be down cycles, just like there's going to be up cycles. And so think of this as a long-term thing. And, and most people's retirement hopefully is, you know, a 20 plus year window mm-hmm. that they get to enjoy. And, um, yeah. um, and so over that type of period, you're generally going to have a, a decent average you can rely on. Again, like uh, I know we have some advisors and other people on there that want to talk about sequence of returns. I get all that. Like, but you got to take into consideration to the flip side of it. You're going to have some really good up years. Everything's a cycle. So this isn't in a, a, our intent to like oversimplify or something um, like your strategy, but it's to like give something that you can plan towards. Go meet with your financial advisor, meet with your family office internally that you have, and you figure out what you need to do what risk mitigation factors you need to lock and load in on. And that that's totally cool. What we love about self-directing is in particular is like a lot of people, our clients at Directed IRA want to go into physical assets. They want like physical collateral. Well, I know what my cap rates are on my rental property. Like, and it's growing in appreciation too. I know if I do short-term rentals, what those numbers look like. And I've calculated and budgeted in expenses and other overhead that would hit too. And it's like, I'm not counting on that going under 4%. Like if I do, then that wasn't, I didn't buy that good. Like I, I know that I'm going to get good, you know, passive income off of my rental properties. And that's why a lot of our clients do real estate or they do private lending or invest in notes. Like they want above average returns and they want that cash flow and they want a little bit more predictability. And that's kind of what we're trying to get at that, you know, you in that mindset, uh, of thank you for and give you a formula that you could follow and look at. Right. And that they really need. Yeah. And, and, you know, every investment type has risk, of course. And so the difference with self-directing is you get to take control and invest in stuff that you might know better. Mm-hmm. You might know real estate better than, you know, the mutual funds that mm-hmm. you're currently invested in, you know? And so, and maybe you are a wizard of the stock market. Yeah. Cool. cool. You should do that. I, I don't know. That's not, that's not for any of us to decide. And it's different for everyone. Okay, like our clients have the biggest accounts. The things they invest in are all different. Yeah. Why are they different? Because they're good at different things and they just know how to put their money in the thing that they're good at. Now, um, I want to hit a couple other points that are important to think about here. And remember, this is, there's so much to learn about mm-hmm. this, right? We're going to continue like talking about like, you know, personal finance and building wealth in other ways. But it's so connected to why the heck we have retirement account. Mm-hmm. How much do I need that number to be? That's what I'm trying to get these numbers out there so you can think about where you need to be targeting. If you were like, I need a million bucks, and 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 that's where your goal was, just because that number is just like a good, nice, round number, 
Well, look at what that's going to pay out. Mm-hmm. That, that might not be the retirement you were expecting. So let me hit a couple other things that are important. And we don't need to share the slides on this, but this will be in some of the, in the slides and materials. Which you'll get. It'll yep. be on the website, directedira.com forward slash webinar. Yep. yep. So average U.S. life expectancy. This was interesting. For those that make it to 65, the average life expectancy is like in the 70s somewhere. But what we really need to look at is what is the average life expectancy of those that make it to 65, which is retirement age? I think that's kind of the retirement age most people think about because that's yeah. when you can get Medicare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so by the way, that's a if you retire before 65, you got to be covering your own health care. Um, but Medicare hits at 65. And there's other types of Medicare parts Some, you have to Something to cost, consider. But anyways, okay. For those that make it to 65, the average life expectancy is 84 for men and 87 for women. Congratulations. Get that extra three years. Yeah. Women, you get an extra three years on this life. I don't know if that's because you live healthier or men do dumb stuff. Probably both. Um, Maybe it's both. (laughs) Who knows? Congratulations. You know, it's biology. I don't know. But, um, But if you think about that, that's 19 to 22 years there uh, between men and women of what you'll need typically if you make it to 65 for retirement. Now, these numbers, you know, for those of us younger, they might stretch out more, actually. Mm -hmm. Life expectancy keeps getting better and better. Um, That's because they have great products like vitamin water, where it's waters and vitamin. You know, they didn't have this back in the 60s. We have vitamins Uh, and water. And this webinar was brought to you by (laughs) – we're not sponsored, but maybe they will sponsor us. Yeah, brought to you by (laughs) – Vitamin water. Um, make it to this. This is going to help men hit eighty-seven. All right, you don't have to die like other men at eighty-four. Okay. Now, a couple of things in age that are important. Seventy-two. Remember, is the RMD age required minimum distribution age? Is it seventy-two for those that have IRAs and four hundred one ks? Now, Roth IRAs are exempt from RMD. Roth four hundred one ks are not exempt from RMD. RMD. Okay. So remember, there is an age where you do have to start pulling this money out of your retirement account a little bit at a time. You are going to have to start pulling that out. Last note I wanted to make is, and these are all just considerations, stuff to just get in your head and be thinking about. Mm -hmm. It helps in planning and setting goals and and kind of assessing where you are and what you need to be concerned about. Um, I think once you hit about 70, 79, and these are some of the just kind of guidelines I've seen out there from other people and advisors I've talked to is like, we may start talking about depleting your savings, you know, um, you know, and a lot of us have been like this accumulation phase, right? We're contributing, we're investing, we're growing, we're trying to get this money set aside for later. And there's this mindset switch of, that I think is hard for a lot of people. And I've seen it with a lot of our clients. And I, I remember some vividly, um, that have their retirement account that are decent size accounts. And they're just like, the balance is going down. I'm living off of more than just the income and growth. Mm-hmm. And is this money going to last for me? Yeah. Well, if you're depleting your account at 60, I'm concerned. You might make it to 87. That, that, I don't know how that's going to work. But if you're in your later 70s, maybe that's okay to be starting to work on depletion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is something, you know, a good financial plan can help sort out. And obviously those of you that are close to retirement age, you want to get some specific planning on this, on all your assets, on all your expenses and net worth, lifestyle, all these factors we talked about and more. Um, but just keep in mind, the formulas I gave were not depleting the account. That 4% or if you want to do an 8% or 6% or 3%, whatever 
percent in there you're going to pick that's reasonable, um, you know, that was not taking into account depleting. That was the account was either staying the same or we're assuming a return greater than the amount you were taking. And we'll do um, right before we started today's show, we'll do um, Matt will record something, possibly Matt Marker records something on some of the upcoming legislative changes that have been proposed that probably will be some that will be passed. So they'll, we'll do, we'll do some education on that. Like it centers around RMD, additional contributions, catch up contributions, a lot of good stuff around 401k solo K. So we'll, we'll do something separate on that because that'll help turbocharge this a little bit too. Yeah. Being able to add more, which is all exciting stuff. Good stuff. Um, it'll yeah. Be great. Right now it's awesome because we have retirement account <laughs> legislation this is from Secure 2.0. I've talked about it before. I have a prior video on a lot of the cool things in this. The pendulum has swung. Last year when we had Build Back Better, there was stuff that was bad for retirement accounts. Now, Secure 2.0, which has gotten more popular, bipartisan support. It passed the House, like I think like 10 Congress, Republicans and Democrats voted against it. It was overwhelmingly supported mm-hmm. in the House. But now it's in the omnibus bill. Why is that important? Because the budget is in this thing, and they gotta fund the government, so they need to pass a budget. So it, it's uh, it's got a great um, chance of coming to victory. But we'll, we'll so it'll be, be good. Yeah, we'll be covering that. So just a little nerdy tip for any of you retirement account people. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, there we go. Want to take any rapid fire questions on yeah, topic we'll, or off? I mean, yeah, we'll just we'll go through. We got a few minutes here, and then you know we are coming to the year end. Doesn't necessarily mean that you need to get. Your account set up, but we do uh, get a you know self-directed IRA account going. But if you do, we have a little promotion code. So you can yeah. go to directedira.com, go to the upper right-hand corner, schedule a new account call, getting started call with one of our IRA specialists. And uh, you know we got a $50 discount that'll hook you up. So go ahead and take advantage of that. If you have some additional questions about getting started with a new self-directed IRA, we're always here to here to help. So... You got time, but if you're like, man, a lot of people want to get some year-end planning done, and they're like, it's on the checklist, and I totally get it. It's like, what did I have left to get done in 2022? It's like, I got to get these IRA accounts set up. I got to get some kids' accounts set up, maybe some grandkids' accounts set up. Like, totally get it. We're here. We're working. Um, And, you know, we'll be here rocking and rolling, 8 to (laughs) 5. Yep. Okay, so let's see. Um, uh, let's just go up to the top for those, uh, you that started, I think that's fair. Right. Um, well, why don't you find the good ones if you don't mind? Cause I had a question. Yep. So, um, I had a really good question I wanted to, to share with you. Go was, for it. Do I need to do my backdoor Roth IRA now? Mm. And I, do I need to do the convert and do it now? If you're doing 2022 contributions, you actually still have until April 15th of 2023, because a backdoor Roth IRA, remember, is two things. It's a traditional non-deductible contribution, which for 2022, the max is six grand, 15 over at seven. But then it's also a Roth conversion. Well, since it's a non-deductible contribution, the Roth conversion is not taxable. So it doesn't matter when you do it. You can just do it up until April 15th. I mean, if you want to get it done now because you want to start investing it, cool. great. Um, a lot of people like doubling up, though, because they'll do, and this is what I used to do, um, a lot of our clients have done it is in between April, January 1st and April 15th of 2023, for example, I can do my 6,500 bucks for my 2023 contribution and I can do 6,000 for my 2022 contribution. Now I got 12,005. I can do two years worth of non-deductible contributions 
into my traditional that I convert by doing the backdoor Roth over into Roth. And so, but again, that's not taxable, but I just get it all done in one swoop because I, you know, did both contributions at once. And that's that January 1st to April 15th window where you can do 2023 and still do 2022 contributions. I like it. Uh, Matt, did you, was there a, what, what website or tool did you use to find that um, calculation to do the 4%? Rule. What, do you I remember mean, what you went to? The 4% rule. I mean, I just did the math myself. You mean like the graphs? Yeah. Before? Oh, the graphs before I used, I think it was Smart Asset. Okay. Smart Assets. There's a lot of investment calculators. I just liked it because I like their graphs. There, they look there you pretty. go. So go check out Smart Asset. Um, okay, Joanne. Yeah, this is a prohibited transaction, but this is good because I, I get where you're going. If you're short of your goal, just totally understand, could you sell your house while still employed? It, that doesn't really matter, but I get could you sell your house, take the proceeds, and roll into a Roth? No, no, because you could only do six grand if you're over seventy-seven grand for 2022. It goes up to sixty-five hundred, seventy-five hundred next year. So the amount you can contribute to a retirement account is limited. So that's why, you know, most people who are self-directing, like most of our clients, they're rolling over from an old employer 401k. Like they've saved in it for 20 years. I got a half a million bucks. Like I'm gonna do a hundred thousand here, I'm gonna send all of it and self-direct, whatever. Um, a lot of people are doing the 6,002 where they're just like, you got to start somewhere. Um, so, but no, even if you sold your house, got that equity, I mean, you know, you probably get the sell of home exemption if you owned it and lived in it for two years or more. Um, and you can otherwise invest that money, but I don't know if that's a strategy that I'd be recommending necessarily, or that I, an advisor recommend look at, cause think about it. You're going to need to live somewhere, right? So what is, now maybe you've got this mansion home that's like ridiculous and has a lot of equity and you don't need it. Or it was a bigger home that you had a big family in and now kids are out of the house and you're downsizing. Okay, get maybe get some of that money off the table and use that equity to otherwise invest. I can, yeah. I can see that. Um, but it's not going to be into a retirement account. Retirement account contributions, that's why I showed this of a 20-year window and how it grows, um, is you're dropping a little bit in every year. It's kind of just a little bit of discipline. Yeah. You know, you can't really, I mean, you can grow it. You can get a larger account faster by getting well-performing investments. And that's how, you know, Peter Thiel has the 6 billion Roth IRA. He didn't put a billion dollars in it and, you know, six exit to 6 billion, you know, I mean, he put a lot less in it and he just got phenomenal thousand percent type return deals and investments. But even the large accounts we have, um, they just have outperforming investments because they're not buying a stock or mutual fund that gives them 5%, 10%, 8%, whatever. You know, they're they're doing something that giving them an outsized return. Um, okay, Scott, is there an easy way to, oh, I like this, to move a property that is held in my traditional pre-tax uh, self-directed IRA and move to my Roth self-directed IRA? There is a way... There's not an easy way. <laughs> I like that. You should almost put that in quotes, right? Easy. Yeah. I like, I, I like Scott. Hey, I like where your head's at, throwing the easy way. And I want to let you know, guys, the brand promise that self-directed uh, IRA is we make self-directing easy. Now, we do have a nemesis, and that's the IRS, and or a villain, if you will. Um, we're the hero, though. But um, they want a appraisal. So this is the bummer, Scott. You're yeah. going to spend some money and go get an appraisal of the property to see what it's worth. And then you submit a Roth conversion request. A legit appraisal. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was assumed. Like, but, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe Aaron knows Scott here. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Scott. <laughs> so um, you just need a legit appraisal, um, and that'll tell us what fair market value is. And then you submit a form to us to say, hey, here's the value, convert it, and now we'll move it over to your Roth. Now, remember, let's say the property's worth $300,000. It's in your traditional. Well, we're going to 1099 you for 300 grand of income. That's going to go on your tax return, and you're going to pay tax now. But the benefit and plus side is if this 300000 property turns into a million-dollar property by the time you retire, that million dollars coming out totally tax-free at retirement, mm-hmm. as opposed to that million coming out and you're paying tax on it in retirement. All right, we'll do a couple more. You keep mentioning annual contributions uh, to IRAs and backdoor Roths, but isn't there a limit to these based on income? Okay, yes. So let's clarify a few things because they're so confusing the rules on this. We have traditional IRAs that really don't have an income limit as long as you don't have an employer 401k or your spouse doesn't. So, but now if, you're, if your spouse has a 401k or you have a 401k, there's an income limit on even doing a traditional IRA where you get a tax deduction. The other real weird one is Roth IRAs have an income limit too. If you're a high income earner, you can't do a regular Roth IRA type contribution. But if you are a high income earner, you can do a backdoor Roth IRA. Even if you phase out and can't do a regular Roth IRA contribution where you go in the front door, you can do a backdoor Roth IRA at every age. I do a backdoor Roth IRA every year, okay? Now, the other category that can do a backdoor Roth IRA is the one that has the 401k at a day job and they just want to also do an IRA. Great, do the traditional IRA. It's non-deductible. So the traditional IRA limits where it says you can't contribute to a traditional IRA if you have a 401k your spouse does, that's about whether the contribution is deductible. That's not whether you can contribute. That's whether it's deductible. So you can do a non-deductible Key contribution. Key distinction. Yeah, you can do a non-deductible contribution. And then the next thing you can do is we, we want it. We don't want a non-deductible traditional IRA. The IRS lets you convert non-deductible dollars over to a Roth IRA. Well, that's a much better deal. Thank you very much, IRS. I want to convert that over to a Roth IRA. That is, in essence, the backdoor Roth IRA. Now, we have entire podcast episodes on this and the backdoor Roth IRA. But just know that is a strategy for high-income earners, whether you're phasing out on a Roth IRA period or you got a 401k you've maxed out or you phase out on the 401k uh, or, excuse me, on the traditional IRA rules because you or a spouse have a 401k. And you can do that every year. You can do the back door. Yeah. And there's a lot more to say about that. But like I said, we got separate podcast episodes on the backdoor Roth. I, I don't even know if we've done a webinar on the backdoor Roth IRA, but we probably should. I'll have to check. I thought yeah. we did, but maybe we didn't. Maybe we if did. we didn't, we will. If we didn't, we will. And if we didn't, there's we'll make a note a, of that. definitely a podcast episode at directira.com slash podcast or in any of the podcast apps, you can find our podcast. So, um, so, but it, it, that's why I kind of still always go over the IRA and I'm like, Roth IRAs are still for everyone. Everyone can have a Roth IRA because the IRS allows the backdoor Roth. Now that wasn't like a plan when Congress created it, but that's this tax loophole. That's, you know, this is like the backdoor Roth. I have to say the backdoor Roth is like the most used tax loophole period. Like in terms of tax strategies used by everyday Americans, you know, we're not talking about like just like the billionaires. I'm talking about like the people that don't make a hundred that make more than 150 grand a year, so they can't do a regular Roth IRA. They got to do this freaking backdoor Roth. Like this is a very common tax loophole strategy used. You can do it at the big places. You can do it at directed IRA. 
Um, so awesome strategy. Don't forget about it. Um, let's see. Can you talk about the 25% employer contribution rule? Okay. So now the 25% employer contribution, that would apply to a solo K or maybe a SEP IRA. Um, but in a SEP IRA, if you're putting in, you know, the contribution is 25% of your self-employment income. So if you got a hundred thousand of self-employment income, this is your W-2 from your S corp, you can put in 25 grand. All right. So that's how much you can do in a SEP IRA. Now we prefer a solo 401k to a SEP IRA. Definitely got some prior podcasts and webinars on that. The solo 401k, because it's the same thing. If you're self-employed, you can do a solo 401k, which is a 401k plan for just one person that, or maybe you and a spouse or a business partner, it's allowed. It's called a solo K, but it's awesome because you can do 25% as an employer contribution. So again, let's say you made $100,000 in your small business. You could take 25% of that and put it in a 401k. Plus you get to do an employee contribution of the 22.5. So I could actually put in $47,500 in a solo 401k of 100,000 of income, or I could do 25,000 in a SEP. The solo cage gets more bang for your buck, more contributions you can throw in. If you can if you qualify. Yeah, yeah. So the solo K, you have to be self-employed with no employees. No full-time. Yeah, you can have business partners and a spouse and even family that works in the business, but other third-party employees, the solo K doesn't work. You gotta just do you know what we call a safe harbor 401k or some other types of 401ks where you know you have investment options for employees and you do some matching for them and you do the same matching for you. So all right, we'll hit on these two two last ones. They're quickies. Um, if someone has a traditional IRA and wants to do a backdoor Roth for 2022, do they have to convert their traditional IRA accounts as well? What was it? If someone has a traditional IRA and wants to do a backdoor Roth for 2022, oh, yeah. do they have to convert their traditional IRA accounts as well? Ooh, great question. Okay. I like it. Yeah, that's some of the detail I wasn't going to dive into because I was like, go see the podcast now, let me clarify this because we've actually taught it a couple different ways. The backdoor Roth is easiest when you do not have a traditional IRA. If you have a traditional IRA, what the IRS makes you do is they actually make you pro rata convert. So if you have 6000 you put in as non-deductible and uh, 100000 was deductible, you have to pro rata convert the deductible traditional dollars that are just your regular traditional IRA dollars along with your non-deductible that you put in to do the backdoor Roth. Basically, it's a clunky way that the IRS doesn't let you pick to say, I only want to convert my non-deductible dollars. This regular traditional IRA that had really deductible dollars, I got a tax section for putting in the regular pre-tax traditional IRAs we know, or it's a rollover 401k to an IRA. Like, the IRS doesn't let you set that aside and say, no, 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 I don't want to touch that. I just want to convert the non-deductible dollars so I can do the backdoor Roth. They're like, no, 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 no. You got to convert a little bit of both actually. And frankly, if your traditional IRA is a large account, that's a, you're going to convert more of the traditional deductible dollars than this little non-deductible 6,000 you put in to do, to do the backdoor. So because of that, we usually tell clients, you need to convert the whole traditional IRA first. And then you can do the backdoor Roth every year and you don't have to worry about this. Or you could do this pro rata every year and just convert a piece of what you need to have the traditional. So that that's kind of – that is one little catch on the backdoor Roth is for those that have traditional IRAs, you can get a little tripped up because you got to convert those traditional IRA dollars too. Now, a couple workarounds to that. If you have a 401K, even a solo 401K or an employer 401K, you can – 
move the money from the IRA. And I love the solo K, of course, just moving in your traditional account in the solo K because the IRS does not make you look at traditional 401k dollars when you're converting on the backdoor Roth. They only make you look at the um, traditional IRA, IRA dollars. The 401k gets separate treatment. Don't have to worry about converting any of that. All right. Well, we're going to end on a high note here. All right. We're going to end uh, with Darla. I have some cash sitting in my traditional self-directed IRA. Nice work using a self-directed IRA. Can I move it to a Roth IRA with directed IRA? Now, that's the right question with directed IRA <laughs> prior to investing in real estate. Oh, Okay. Yes, now you got to do a Roth conversion though. So if your self-directed account with directed IRA is a traditional IRA and you would rather go to Roth before you buy real estate, which I like because this gets back to the earlier question yeah. of I already own the real estate in a traditional IRA and now I want to convert, convert it to Roth. Dang, now I got to make you get an appraisal. But if you convert before you buy, we just do it off the cash balance. Easier for you and us. <laughs> um, the IRS likes that too. So um, – not that the Irish doesn't like the in-kind conversions, but so yeah, just you'll want to convert that before you invest. So we have a Roth conversion form. So the amount of cash you convert though, remember you're going to get a 1099. You got to pay tax on that value because the IRS gave you a tax deduction to put that money in. You want to get over to the Roth party because you want tax free on the way out. They make you pay a toll. You got to, because you got the tax deductions to come in. So they make you pay a toll to convert. But if you think you can grow that account in the long run, um, the Roth's awesome, of course. I like that. The Roth party. The Roth party, yeah. A little little Roth and roll Roth party. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to go to the Roth party, you know? (laughs) I think that's a a good wrap-up. Well, we appreciate everyone. Everyone, hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Enjoy it out there. Stay warm, stay safe, and enjoy that Roth party. Yeah. If you don't have a Christmas party, have a Roth party. And if you don't have a Roth party, open an account at Directed IRA, a Roth account, and you can have your own little Roth party um, and join, you know, all the cool kids here at Directed IRA. But um, seriously, just trying to keep it light here. But thanks so much for being on. Um, this is going to be recorded and up, of course, at directedira.com slash webinar. Slides will be up there. Make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter so you'll get the notifications on that. If you're on the webinar here, we'll send it automatically. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get you the hookup on it. And um, we're going to have another awesome webinar next month. Uh, We're going to be announcing our dates for events through the next year. So also make sure you're signed up for the newsletter and um, got some good stuff. Yeah. 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 Got a new type of conference. We're going to be announcing too, which we're excited for. Yeah. Super excited for folks on more, some investment assets and and how to find investments and different assets you can be choosing in the alternative asset space. So I'm really looking forward to that. So um, thanks guys. We appreciate it. We'll see you next month on the direct eye webinar until then stay calm, self-direct on.